comic. <laughs> Welcome to comic. Welcome to UTJH. I don't do the beginning, so Randy's gonna take over from there. <laughs> Welcome to um, that just happened. Though. I just did that part. You don't have to redo that part. So anyway, welcome to Um That Just Happened, the People's Podcast, the 2015, starting off the New 52 with this episode. New 52, Season 2, Episode 1, Podcast Number 53. S2E1, as you will, if you're going to look for us online. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording in high-quality audio for posterity on May 3rd. To be aired on May 10th, with closed captions where available. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. And by the way, happy birthday to Nelson Classic. Yeah. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And of course, considering the fact that it's the New 52, we had to bring it all the way back around to our very first guest that we ever had. The first person that comes to the secret headquarters that we had to blindfold and drug and probe. The officer of corrections, Mr. David Merkel. What's going on, everyone? Good to have you back, buddy. Right. It's been a while since you since you've been here, anyway. So, Are we gonna change anything about the podcast this year? Stop wearing red underwear or anything like that? I don't know. I thought about just going by Roz. I don't know. I'm gonna be same old me. Uh, and like, right? Well, we'll get to shout outs in a little bit with no red underwear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good to have you back. Thanks. Good to be here. And that's our kids going ape shit upstairs because Jason and Cecilia. I swear, you would you would think that they're brother and sister with how often they just lose their fucking minds at one another on a very consistent basis. Anytime either one's playing with any toy, automatically they both want it. They could be playing in separate corners with their own toys, and then they'll see that they're playing with a toy, and, or see a toy in the middle, and it's like steal a bacon and. In the house. Well, one's Jason's very jealous, and he's really living up to uh, the um, Jason Todd name being impetuous. And I thought of, I thought it was the David name of being an asshole. <laughs> My name David. His middle name is David. Is it seriously? His middle name is David. I did not know that. You feel better now? A little bit. <laughs> anyway, for a second I didn't know who you were talking about. I guess you're talking about David Merkel. Yeah, because if I don't say the full name, and apparently he never even went by David back in the day. <laughs> It was only Dave. Like, if you call, if you ever call him, his voicemail is, Hey, you've reached Dave. I'm either working or at school, which he hasn't been in... How, how long has it been since you've been in school? Since you've had that outgoing message. How long has it been? At least. At least 10 years. <laughs> was that your pager message you just transferred to yourself? I on? never had a pager. So, yeah. So, Dave over here. This guy. This guy. Alright. Somebody get that fucking goat over here for the new 52, shall we? <laughs> Alright, starting off my shoutouts, not with Maria, firstly. Actually, shouting out my father, like we mentioned before. Just turned 55, Nelson Flores Sr. He's the reason I'm as much of a nerd as I am, so... He's the reason I'm, why you are who you are. Yeah. Wouldn't be here, weren't for him. They say having kids is hereditary. If your parents don't have any, you probably won't either. Clever. But, I love you like a father. <laughs> So, thanks. Shout out to Maria, obviously, for helping out with the kids and everything. It's been very, very busy lately, as per usual. And with today's no exception, you know, she uh, she helped out with all the craziness at my parents' house. We had Cecilia and Isabella together. And the two of them could not be more different from Jason and Cecilia, but they still tend to argue and kind of fall over one another and stuff like that because they're both two. So, still very, very small children. And shout out to the rest of the family. Had a great time seeing all of you. And shout out to David here for coming back. That's it. My turn. Yes. All right. Shout out to my wife. Love her. Great woman. Yeah, she I. <laughs> you fucking get more blackmail off me, off my wife. She's You're hanging out at my place. She's more than happy to throw me under the bus. Well, let me tell you this story about David. She never stops. And you fuck has gang up on me, you bastards. Yeah, like talking about you your bastards. shirt talking. Bastards. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ray and Zeke. Hope you guys are enjoying the uh, being the top of the totem poles in your respective areas. Miss you guys. Yeah, miss, miss, missed. Uh... 
Other than that, I don't have much. Shout out to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I was... Getting shit done. Getting shit done well, man. I was really excited. I don't know about the wild fucking three goals in a row after that. They're getting shit done. It's kind of like whoever was on that end of the ice was going to suck dick. Because the fucking wild started off on there, and we're lighting them up, and they're making stupid errors, you know? Second period rolls around, and you switch sides, and then we're making the exact same fucking errors. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on right now? (laughs) Somebody's taking chunks out of the ice in between periods. That crossbar has a magnet on it with a metal puck. And then finally got to the third round and just managed to hang in there. Great game. I enjoyed it. What do you think of Crawford over Darling, though? I think you gotta do it. I think both of them... You don't have so much a starter and a backup for the Hawks. Basically, you have a starter... You have two starters and one just has a backup title. Darling's just as solid. And really, we're looking in real good shape with both of them. So it's kind of like Gaffney and Goldberg? Kind of. But the thing is that you had to play Crawford because if you didn't... The guy's so superstitious, you're gonna completely just fucking destroy it. Like, most, like, like most athletes. You know, play him... Let him have the night off if he's getting lit up. Darling's on a hot streak, which he was. They played him again, and then they went back to Crawford. You gotta, you know, you gotta stick with the Crawford starter unless he just has, like, two games back-to-back in the fucking garbage. Oh, it's gotta be comforting. I heard the Wild never, have never won. In the United Center. Yeah, in the playoffs. Good fun. Hey, good. Shoutouts. I completely forgot to do birthday shoutouts last podcast. Oops. Which is the norm. So, a belated birthday shoutout to Mina Chan, who was born on Star Wars Day. My cousin Ryan, and uh, upcoming birthday, Ruby's birthday's coming up. So oh, shout-out yeah. Yeah, Murray was right. Like, the birthday is very close to one another. Along with um, all the mamas, 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 babies, mamas. Mother's Day. You gotta figure out, I don't know, what we're gonna, we gonna do for Mother's Day podcast. I think we're gonna record the day after, just cause it's gonna be so busy. Maybe have you, me, and uh, get another dad in here so we could be, it'll be the motherfucker's day. Rim shot. Uh, quick shout out to all the nerds celebrating May the 4th, obviously. Star Wars Day, gotta love that. Russ. And, and all the people that uh, participated in Free Comic Book Day, which was yesterday. Totally no snooze on that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I did post that people should go, so it's a big thing. And also, a late shout out to the guests from last week from Sugar Gamers. You know, we had a, we had a really good time in the last episode. I'm sure you guys can tell that we had a good time. Real balanced show in the last one. Between between being uh, uh it's more like sweet tarts. Between being very very random and loud, and then very serious and ominous at other times. So it was, it was a nice balance, and I had a really good time last week. All right, moving on to podcast news. Gotta love that theme music. So Podcast News picked up a couple new international listeners, cities across the world. Podcast News, our segment for thanking everybody who's listening to the show. Thank you in general for everybody who's listening to the show overall. Got new listeners in Londrina, Brazil, Rotterdam, Netherlands. Actually, we've had listeners there before, but just worth shouting out. Nice to see them on the map. I hope they're listening on the way to the red light district. Netherlands? Is that anywhere near uh, Amsterdam? Yes. Rotterdam? I would hope so. I know nothing about Netherlands. I have I one... Rotter. Damn. I have one friend in the Netherlands. I played yeah, trivia crack uh-huh. with... Hello? Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I played trivia crack with... Shout out to Debbie from the Netherlands, who's uh, also playing Scrabble. Shout out to Sioux Lookout Canada. Shout out to Hanover Germany and their pretzels. Shout out to Singapore, Singapore, Ulubari, India, and uh, locally, well, shout out to Ghana, Australian yeah, internationally, we're the number one podcast in Ghana, and uh, we're also, I'm going to say we're the number one podcast in the UK, for all our listeners out across the pond, and uh, locally, Wichita, Kansas, still killing it, new listeners in North Highlands, California, and Naples, Florida. 
Now, thing about Wichita. Okay. I ran the stats for a year on Potomatic.com. 2,000 downloads over the course of a year from Wichita, Kansas alone. Well, what? just a shade under 2,000 downloads. Not far behind Chicago, which is weird. Um, and then 1,000 plays from Wichita alone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you extrapolate that, you could probably say there's about 40 people listening in Wichita, which I still don't get to this day. So, please, it's been a year, guys. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us who you are. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out space. We need to get David a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah it's been been a year of that too so hit us up hashtag utgh find us on utgh.net our website sponsored by the good folks at bunch of junk and uh brian what's up brian hey brian find us on itunes find us on podomatic.com find us on soundcloud.com find us on the get disease network find us on the pod bay app or find us on facebook and just find us on the streets i'm around <laughs> yeah just find us somewhere another interesting stat our most popular episode to date other than our original episode episode one uh episode number 32 32 which one was that one 32 was the last nas nelson and uh Jessica, we gotta get that team up back on the show again. Wow. And then, uh, side shout out to Ryan Goes, one of our new listeners on SoundCloud. All right. So, coming up on today's show, obviously, we have our Um I Just Saw portion where we rehash things that we've seen over a particular amount of time. The correction, sponsored by Lim Insurance and our favorite guests over here. The Fuck You Department, Norman's favorite segment, and one that I will have a hefty one today. Piss on Grace, today we're gonna be doing. Percy Sledge. No Japanese people today. Racist. Comic Cliff Notes is going to be Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, or Ion. Whatever, we'll get to that. Top topics today will be our favorite fighting game characters. Our go-to characters for fighting games. And obviously we have our open forums and promotions. So... Let's get right into Um, I Just Saw. Um, I Just Saw Now You See Me, which was recommended to myself and Maria by Dave here. Not a bad movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I'm going to. So, spoiler alert up ahead. At least I didn't do it after the fact. I feel like it was a movie that, that, like, there's some movies that have a twist ending and some movies where it's not really a twist ending because you don't know what the fuck is going on anyway. So it's not really a surprise ending. It's just, where's the payoff? Like, Maria turned to me. She's like, I want to finish this movie not because I'm intrigued, but because I just want some fucking answers already. And I don't know if that's a good sign for a movie that's made like that. Like I said, isn't bad. The acting's also not bad. Star-studded cast. I mean, you have Amy Adams. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. Who else? Uh, I'm going to put in a correction. You don't have Amy Adams. You have Isla Fisher. Oh. So, Amy Adams light. <laughs> Isla Fisher is better than Amy she Adams. She is. She is better. Can and she then, sing? Who's, uh... Cares. She can. She can, actually. She has very... She has very... Bi- lots, she has lots of intelligence. And Mark Ruffalo. So, in one movie, you have Hulk. You have Lex Luthor. Lucius Fox. Alfred Pennyworth. When was this movie made? Last... I think it came out... A year and a half, two years ago, at most. I think it came out last year. I have no vague conception. It's a magic movie. I think you'd you'd like it. Yeah, you're not such a movie snob as Adam is. I'm not a movie snob. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, it was an enjoyable movie. Have you seen either of those? No, because after (laughs) I watched fucking King of the Streets, I was like, and I am not meant to do international films. So, um, I just saw that. Boy? Started watching the American one. The guy who plays the main character. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Thanos. He should just stick to Thanos. Like he was he, also in the Goonies. He's the probably, older brother in the Goonies. It's probably the awkward moment I should tell you. I haven't watched the Goonies. Man in Black 3? Oh, wait. How is that possible? I just possible? watched The Sandlot for the first time like two years ago. What the fuck? How sad was your childhood? Do you need a hug? My childhood was awesome. I was busy watching shit like Batman. You're younger than Adam. So was I. Star Wars. No, he's... 
You're what, a year younger than me? I'm 30, I'll be 31 in September. Yeah, so he's a few months younger than me. I watched all that shit too. And still found time to watch the classics. Class- the classics Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. So I missed two fucking piss ant fucking. Uh... Did you have an older sibling? See, but uh, I have an older sister. But it, we don't it's watch it's different. When, it's different when you watched it as a kid. A yeah, lot like, of my movies were picked out. Like my dad would be like, "Oh, sit down. We're gonna watch this." Wait, how much older? Four years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, four years. yeah so there's not. They're not even like. Oh, because I mean, Nelson's what? Two years older than you. Yeah. So it's like you pretty much watch whatever he watched. So it's almost like you're watching two generations worth of material. Barely. It's two years. I mean. See, I just always, you know, I've always watched the movies with my dad. Terminator Two. I was nine watching Terminator, you know, or whatever that. I saw T two in the theater. That was my first rated R movie in the theater. No, my first attempted rated R movie was uh, Saving Private Ryan. They turned us away. It was a good flick, though. I watched it later on and rented it. My first rated R movie was uh, Rumble in the Bronx. I went, I went to see it in the theater. I was sixteen. Then I was turned away, and as I was walking away, the the clerk or whoever saw the tickets like, you really want to see the movie? Shouldn't even really be rated R. It's not. Well, back in the day. Well, did you see the warning they put on Ghostbusters nowadays? Like when they reshow it during the summer movie fest, it's like you know they're harping on Dan Aykroyd's constant smoking through it, through it. Like I think they put Ghostbusters, I think, as like a current PG thirteen, hmm. and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this was back in the day this was G. Yeah, but at the same time, there's a the whole scene where the ghost gives him a blowjob. Uh, you see his pants on buckle and then unzip. That's I know, it. but we get that now. And, and you when know, you're a kid, you didn't get it. I never, no. I never knew the sex references. Like now, I want to go back and watch. Oh, Keyman. I get it. I think they're on some gynecological exams on the mother. Who wouldn't? Totally didn't get that reference in Ghostbusters 2. Then one day I was like, ah! Bill, Bill Murray's a perf. Okay, cool. It'll say, crazy in the head. Not only that, but the whole um, dickless over here turned off the continuum. He's like, is that true? Yes, it's true. Then, this man has no dick. Yeah, but that was not so much as like, you know, you get thing. insults when you're a kid. You don't get sex references. Like, I understood. He said, oh, he doesn't have a dick. Yeah, but saying dick alone wouldn't make it in a G movie. Nowadays. All right, so let's move on. So besides that, I saw a movie called Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, which I got to let you borrow. I don't have it here. Best, as far as I'm concerned, live action Street Fighter movie that's been made so far. Now, that's not saying saying much. much. I understand that. Shout out to Ming-Na Wen. Which, did anybody really even see that? What, the Street Fighter original movie? No, Ming-Na Wen. Oh, Ming-Na Wen was the original. Who was the new Chun-Li? Kristen Crook. Anybody see the new Chun Li movie? That was Lois no. Lane in Smallville. That's who Grave you should piss on. Raul Julia. And Whoa. Didn't we do that right? No. We talked about it. I don't think we pissed on You guys, like, partially commit to a lot of shit. Like, you were supposed to do an entire series on pissing on uh, Dark the Night. Dark Knight series. You still haven't done it. Basically, it's almost you have to do it all, everything wrong with podcast. Doing something right. right. One whole correction <laughs> corrections episode. We're doing something right. We made it to 53 episodes. Which. Or you could just do episodes where you, like, debate the screen portrayal or how they didn't quite get it right for the comics, like... Or we rewrite the movie and, like, credits. Yeah, we were going to do that as a weekly segment, but I don't think we can uh, generate enough weekly material for that. You know the only movie that ever made me, like, actually pissed off about was Man of Steel, how much shit they got wrong. I enjoyed the movie, don't get me wrong, but, you know, when he started breathing the atmosphere that was, like, their home, like, Krypton, and then he's powerless, I'm like, uh, it's no! Too, it's too no! harsh! I just don't understand. Henry Cavill's too much of a pussy to breathe Kryptonian air. How Lois Lane didn't just like bust, like fly through that fucking plane breathing that in. Like, you would think if it's an atmospheric change, not so much Earth's yellow sun. No, they said she, his. They said his cells would soak in the radiation from the young sun of Earth. But then, how come she didn't get powers from? She's Kryptonian? human. Why would a human get powers? That, I mean, that's how it's unique comic. to the Kryptonian phys- uh, physiology. Yeah, but. This happened in the comics, like... No, it didn't. Yeah, she got powers before because because she got... Oh, no, that was... Uh, 
he made some kind of serum out of his own blood. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, back to the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Hope this isn't Chris's blood. Make sure to check that out if you ever if you ever find it online. Or I think it's it's on it's on Amazon if you guys want to buy it. I'm not sure where you can rent it or anything like that, but it's as close to the actual storyline of Street Fighter live action that you're ever gonna get. Who's the main character? Ryu and Ken. Was Akuma in it? <clears throat> Akuma is in it. I might watch it. Akuma's the main villain of the story. And it's it's essentially about Ryu and Ken going through their training and the master is trying to keep Ryu from practicing an evil version of their martial arts style, which is what Akuma did and led to his evil side. Because Akuma, I didn't know, means demon in Japanese. So I meant no worries. I hate having you around sometimes. <laughs> like, if we didn't have a podcast, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> but, um... You're right, you'd still be in loss. Yeah. Uh, great, great... Great flick. I didn't think they'd be able to pull off Ken as well as they did. I'm like, finding an Asian guy that could do, you know, the martial arts, that's all of them. I thought Ken was white. He is. But then to have, like, a white guy and do the, like, they're literally doing the exact same moves and they're matching it perfectly. Do you remember a show that used to be on Saturday mornings called WMAC Masters? It was a martial arts show. Yes. There was uh, one guy, he played a character, Red Dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. The guy's still one of the most heavily used body double slash uh, martial arts when they need a white guy to do martial arts. I do remember that show, though. You just call it Ken Shamrock. He knows fighting. He doesn't know martial arts. Either way, this guy looks exactly like the animated version of Ken. Like, it was unreal. And he does does a really good job. So, check it out. Highly, highly recommend. Four and a half stars. Was it better than the anime World Warrior? I don't know what that is. You've seen it. Road Warrior? No, Street Fighter 2, World Warrior. Oh, no. But I'm saying in terms of a live action one, like with anime, you could do whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't even matter. But to do it, what try to do it with practical effects kind of thing, it's harder to do. What did you see? Can I say what I saw today? You can say what you saw. Okay. We could, we could talk about it briefly, but we're not going to... When saw Avengers Age of Ultron today. And? Really enjoyed it. How many stars out of five? I'd have to give it... I'm going to give it five. Nice. Five out of five? I'm going to give it five out of five. I'm going to give but it five But the thing out of five. is, now, here's the thing. You, were talk, you mentioned, like, a bad Iron Man movie is still better than most other movies. Mm-hmm. I do not think this one was better than Avengers 1. No. Only for the fact that this, I would say, had more substance to it. Avengers 1 had more comedy slash, maybe you'd say, feel-good moments. Light-heartedness, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... Really enjoyed it. Could have done without the Scarlet Witch, or at least... You know, I said it in Godzilla. Maybe the youngest Olsen sister. She still does nothing for me. In this movie, she does nothing for me. Her Eastern European accent, I thought was god-awful. I thought Quicksilver was better. I think his character was slightly more interesting to me than Fox's Quicksilver from uh, Days of Future Past. And I, th- I think they missed an opportunity when he's pulling shirts out of the closet for, like, a uniform. She just pulled out a kick-ass costume, just like... I thought it would have been funny if he had pulled out the fucking Pink Floyd shirt that uh, See, Fox was, was wanted to wear. Uh, like, yeah. What that. kind of fucking douchebag would wear this and just throw it? Right. Or like, like, wear, a, like get the goggles or something? Like, nah. Yeah, just something like a jab like that. That would have been a good one too. But uh, Do you recommend it? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, I recommend it. And uh, other than that, I'm all cut up an arrow. Um, How'd you like that Felicity episode? Which Felicity episode? Do you gonna, I mean, what exactly? Spoiler alert, when they bang? Yeah. Oh, that was the last episode. No. That was the second last episode. Where he becomes Al Saeed? Yeah. <laughs> Where they bang in Nanda Parbat? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was not the last, the last episode. episode. The last episode, Sarah. Not Sarah. Mortal? No. Who's 
Roz, Nisa? Roz, Nisa, at the end, spoiler alert, he says that he wants the two of them to get married. Damn, I'm an episode fucking behind. So, sorry. <laughs> this pissed me off, because I just watched it last week. My DVR is fucking up, like, it records... Things out of order? Yeah, it records them out of order, and, like, one show, there's a show on USA called Sirens I watch. It's a comedy, it's based in Chicago, so I kind of like it. For some reason, I set up to record it, and it only records it in the standard definition, not the HD channel. Comcast? Yeah, it's this is the only issue. I don't know if it's the box or what, but... That's Comcast. But other than that, I haven't watched too terribly much. Started watching the Game of Thrones episodes now that I've finished the books that are out. Thoughts? Oh, I really enjoy it. There's a little, some minor differences. There's shit they added, obviously, to make it more palatable to TV audiences. A lot more nudity. The chick that plays the Khaleesi. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And how she looks as a brunette is even better. You hear she won't do any more uh, nudity in the show, right? Really? Is that yeah. the one that they shut the whole, like, block down so she could do a nude scene? I don't know. Probably. Well, and she's not, she's not like, stacked or anything like that. No. She, in the books, she's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, so. And, I mean, it's kind of like uh, Mila Jovich, like an A-cup. A handful, not a mouthful. Mila, Mila no, a mouthful, not a handful. Excuse Mila Jovich is like, they always spend, like, most of the FX budget on giving me tits in the movies. And there's the one scene in uh, Resident Evil uh, Apocalypse. Actually, I think it's the end of Resident Evil 1 where she's laying in the hospital bed. And, like, the little paper gown rides up. And you can see she has, like, nothing. Big nips, though. Big nipples. Like, long? Yeah. Long and, like, I think pretty thick, too. Oof. I'd have to go back and check. And I was like, man, all the fucking muscle, all the tissue went to your nipples. <laughs> Looks like a Mike and Ike. But, uh... <laughs> Other than that, uh, I did get to see, in my mind's eye, the heartbreak expression on M's face when I had shared on Facebook that they canceled Silent Hills. And I know he was fucking looking forward to that shit. And it wasn't just, it was like you and four other people that sent me messages and told me like, So, uh, yeah, no more Silent Hills. Like, motherfuck, the few things in this world that I have to look forward to and they're taken away from me. It's like, but other than that, I ain't got nothing else. Right. So, uh, we're gonna save our... Uh, Avengers chat for Avengers themed episode but uh, yeah I'd agree with that I had issues with the movie with the twins and also uh, Yolson I did get worked up when they met, when they finally like oh we gotta go to Wakanda I'm like at least give me something like let me see some fucking royal palace that maybe T'Challa lives in or some shit no. But I was like, I really felt like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't want to go into it. Well, my thing, did I miss something, or did they not put Spider-Man in the movie? Did I? No, like, I didn't yeah. see Spider-Man anywhere. The only other thing that I wish, I, that irritated me, we never got an explanation for what was the experiment that gave the twins their powers. Yeah. We know we're, it's implied the Scepter was involved, but nothing. I really was hoping they'd at least expand a little bit on that, and that was one of my only gripes, is that they jump you right into the fucking action of the Avengers storming their base and, you know, yeah. the twins go out and do a little bit of damage. Yeah, and I was hoping a little more correlation from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Just, um, uh, disappointed in that. I was surprised with the lack of Coulson too. Yeah, they never ever bring him up. Yeah. Well, there's, I don't know if you guys are caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but there's, there's turmoil with, uh, Coulson running a show and, uh, what Fury left him behind and what And Coffee Cake, Edward James almost. Yeah. I did like seeing the helicarrier though. That was nice. I, I love Agent, uh, Edward James almost on that show though. And I keep waiting for him to say, Bustique! Yeah, I love him in Selena. <laughs> It all you comes back 52 episodes there, later. There's a video you of uh, fucking Selena. There's a video of Edward James all, almost playing uh, Cards Against Humanity. It's pretty cool. You you love that game. Yeah, it's a good game. Have you seen anything else? Yeah, a couple things. Um, let's see. I saw the first episode. I saw one and a half episodes of Daredevil, and um, I'm trying to get into it. I'm really trying, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to see more of it. I feel like Arrow's still a better show. I'm with you on that. The see, thing that really pissed me off about Daredevil was when the Kingpin. Uh, 
There's a scene where the Kingpin actually is probably the first physical scene the Kingpin is involved in. And it involves the death of a character. And I thought the special effects were so shit. Huh. I'm like, come on, really? I mean, Adam knows what I'm talking about right now. I, I mean, the whole the whole principle behind Daredevil is a Netflix series, so there's no commercials. And there's no... It's, it's basically one continuous story. Yeah. But I feel like most people will say that works out to its advantage, but I feel like there's no suspense then. There's no, well, what's going to happen next? You know, you just kind of keep watching. And then the fact that it's on Netflix and I can stop stop and start the show anytime I want, kind of like, well, you know, I'm not really. Again, I'm only an, an episode and a half into it, which most people say as soon as they start watching, they start binging. And I'm in, uh, on the recommendation, recommendation of uh, Nick Prohl. Shout out to Nick. He, he went and binge watched the series, but I just, I don't know. I'm not really motivated yet. Like, Rosario Dawson does look good. Um, and also the girl who plays uh, Miss Page. It's not bad. She's got kind of a Sarah, Sarah Polly feel to her. And the, and the lead also reminds me of Quentin Tarantino. And it's uh, kind of weird watching Fulton Reed play the sidekick. The thing is, I actually give a shit about the characters on Arrow. Like, even Diggle. Yeah. Ray Palmer to a lesser extent. I Although, but I'm not going to pay $40 to meet Diggle at fucking C2E2. No. Roy, you know, I cared about these characters. Mm-hmm. Outside of Daredevil, I can't give a shit. Like, no, the only other, like, Daredevil interests me, the Kingpin interests me, and that's about it. Everyone else, I'm just like, I hope you die. I hope you get off in three episodes. It's like the fucking whiny, uh, it's like Walt's fucking whiny sister-in-law through, like, fucking Breaking Bad. I'm like, please, off her soon. Mm. Now, here's I my just thing. don't give a shit about these characters. What I like about Daredevil is, to me, A, it's much more faithful to the comics, which I love. 90% of what you see in, in Arrow isn't in the comics. So it's just like, is Arrow a bad show? No, it's not. It's really, really not. It's, it's a great show. I still watch it. You know, I still look forward to it. But it's part of me is just like, it, it, it feels like a Batman parody show. And I'll keep watching, obviously. But there's there's so many flaws in that. And it, the, the, the tone of it is completely different. And I'm, I'm sorry. I do not give a fuck anymore about what happened to him before Starling City. Stop trying to fill up the fucking episode with shit that's happening in China. No one cares about that anymore. We're trying to find out what's going to happen with Ra's al Ghul. All this shit, obviously, we know that it's not going to be anything too crazy that happened back then because well, Slade. we're I mean, here. Yes. I really enjoyed the Slade So season. Slade and the kid dying. That's it. Actually, Slade, there shouldn't be anything else because, I mean, when he saw Slade in the present, he's like, oh my god, it's Slade. Like, okay, so that means Slade probably doesn't show up anymore in the past and all you're waiting for is that fucking just kill the kid already i never want a little asian kid to die more in my life than in fucking arrow just so all right let's just focus on the present now i don't care about amanda waller and how it, he looks like shit with long hair i'm excited to see him as casey jones steven amelbo and the pictures of him don't look bad i have not seen the pictures of the suicide squad yet okay that's what i was just about to ask it because i saw that on my way over you saw the joker no, no they, they released a cast like squad. the entire group photo Oh, okay. I don't know. For, for me, I like Daredevil because it's finally like, good. Here's a comic book TV show that's faithful to the most part. There are subtle changes here and there, but here's a comic book storyline that's finally faithful to the source material, which is something that we strive for in this in this show. I never saw the Kingpin kill anybody himself. Oh yeah. Okay, it seems like he always had underlings doing it. No, it's it's not often, but he definitely does. Uh, also, I just saw the uh, Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Oh. Which please tell me you didn't spend money on that. We did. Uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. 
which sometimes I hate being right all the time. I knew it was going to be 12 rounds or nothing. I kind of figured they'd give decision to Mayweather. They have to. But it was really just him running around and... Mayweather's no longer defeated. Boxing goes right back to the fucking gutter. Yeah. Boxing was getting pissed on routinely by MMA. Then they've created Mayweather. I'm not going to go as far as say it was fixed, but I don't know. It, it just it just wasn't the fight that everybody wanted to see. Because it and wasn't it, a fight. It was fucking Mayweather dancing around. Yeah, and, and I kind of knew that was going to happen. But there were a couple funny parts about the, that pay-per-view with Burger King backing <laughs> Mayweather. Jimmy Kimmel dressed up as Justin Bieber, backing up Pacquiao and walking him down to the ring. Got a lot of uh, Twitter chatter about why was the Mexican national anthem played when Mayweather's American and Pacquiao's Filipino. And even here, we were watching it at the FTC, and uh, Sandra Maria's family are, are looking at each other going, why are they playing the Mexican national anthem? And, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, because Tecate paid for it, so fuck you. And uh, their ring girls are a lot hotter than uh, the MGM ring girls. Who what the hell is wrong with the MGM ring girls? See, I don't, I don't know shit about boxing, so I thought maybe... I know boxing has a large following in the Mexican culture. There's a lot of Hispanic boxers, I know that. So I thought maybe part of the governing body was some base in Mexico or some Hispanic region. So I thought it was just, you know, give respects, just like, you know, when the NHL, when it's a Canadian team and a USA team playing, they do not only the U.S. national anthem, they'll do the Canadian national anthem. I thought it was something like that. I think it was partial because Tecate was a big sponsor. Um, the ring girls were hotter. And um, also I heard in Mexico that nobody had to pay for it. They made it a free fight. So they you can't argue with that. spent tons of money. So good for them. They have the national anthem. That's something you're going to get pissed off about. You have bigger things to worry about in life. Agreed. Those are the people that get offended by every little fucking thing under the sun. And by the way, at the end of the fight, when you see the two of them addressing the the audience, that right there is a stark difference between those two fighters. You had Mayweather go up to the to the ropes, jump up, and he's just screaming out, I told you so, I told you so, give me my money. Give me my money. He didn't. Yeah. And Pacquiao goes to the to the ropes and he's blowing kisses and just bowing at everybody saying thank you. You know, and it's it's that alone that's just like no, this doesn't this is the thing I don't I don't get how anyone can be a Mayweather fan when he's how do you cheer for somebody and overlook the fact that they're a douche in their personal life? So aside from aside from the Pacquiao fight, I am a Mayweather fan. And uh, not to say I'd you know support him and buy his t shirts or whatever, but you got to respect the guy as a boxer. I mean, he's technically very, very sound, very accurate. One of the best, if not the best, defenses in the in the industry. But um, I noticed a lot in this fight that Mayweather wasn't as much of a douche as he normally is. And I know that's not a compliment, but for Mayweather, yeah. You, you know, he um, you kind of got the impression that he was walking into the fight scared, saying shit like, oh, I don't really care about boxing anymore. This is just business, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he was really scared to let his hands go. He was fighting with the air of caution about him. And even still, after he beat Pacquiao, he usually never hugs his opponent saying it's a great job, throws him out, you know, a good amount of respect because he knows that there's a possibility of a rematch and he's um, now he's got a taste of Pacquiao in the ring. I don't think he'll, I think he'll just keep running. But, um, you know, not to say that nobody that I knew who was a fan of Pacquiao got the end result that they wanted, but I mean, I kind of saw it coming and um, I still think Mayweather's a little scared for a rematch and uh, wouldn't necessarily go toe-to-toe. Whatever. <laughs> Glad I didn't watch the entire fight. I saw the last three rounds. I walk into the house, I'm like, neither one has a scratch. Neither one really even has a bruise. Nobody's swollen. And like, there's no reason why boxers should still be pretty at the end of the fight. See, and this is like, can I try to order a boxing pay-per-view? My best friend came in from Rockford and we ordered a boxing pay 
pay-per-view on the day after my wedding. And it was like that, like, the whole fucking night. Like, the best fight was a mid-card fight, and then after that, it was, like, right back to fucking sleep. And I think that's why I can watch MMA, because those fuckers, you can't run. You want to fucking run? Okay, they're going to slam you into the cage, drop you to the ground. But boxing allows him to keep running. And that's why I can't believe that's his routine from one of my understandings. That's Mayweather's routine every fucking match. Hugging, locking up, and then evading. How is this not something that you can train to beat? There's a video of Mayweather going off on his father, too. Like, in, in the gym, in his own gym. Like, he's he's telling him, get him the fuck out of my gym and all this shit. And the two of them are screaming at each other. Just like, dude, what the fuck? Anyway, let's move on. Alright, moving on to the corrections department. David, what do we got? <laughs> Just kidding. Rodney, go ahead. I did look up where Hootie Who came from. Really? What did you find? I found out the first recorded reference of it as, like, a greeting was Leave it to Beaver. Is that what you said? No, um, Liz says it was on, uh, she was on Andy Griffith show in the lodge or oh, something. Maybe it might be, I might be wrong. Getting corrected by about a correction. Yeah, but I did that fucking, what was that, two episodes ago? Yeah. And I just did it while I was fucking in my kitchen. I looked up, I'm like, oh, okay. So, my bad. Thank you, though, for looking at it. You're welcome. What did you guys say? Something? I haven't finished, I haven't finished the most recent episode. You guys said something about, get to it. Oh, Rufio. Yeah, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Rufio. 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 Have you seen the book? With, uh, Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, um, Rufio's, uh, the wannabe be Peter Pan. Yeah, leader of the Bangarang Kids, or I am Sam Lewis. Lost Boys. Are you Lost Boys, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's played by Dante Bosco, who is Filipino. Bosco. Um, let's see what else do we have. Tamora Morrison is Maori, Scottish, and Irish. He was the guy who played uh, Django Fett. He's what? Maori, Scottish, and Irish. What's Maori? Oh, I think it's New, New Zealand tribe or something. Oh, so I, I was, was close to yeah. Aborigine, something like that. Man, Dante Bosco's 39 years old. Fuck. Thought he wasn't supposed to age. He's awesome. He's walking around with a mohawk and red hair. And uh, the chip that um, I was thinking about that prevent the Famicom games from playing on the Nintendo was the 10 NES chip. But um, those are all the mistakes we had in the last podcast, so don't fault us for our mistakes. Because we all make mistakes and we all have regrets in life. But whatever your regrets are... Paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage... At a seriously low rate... Call a limb insurance and get a free quote today. That's 312-945-6254. Or visit their website at alimbinsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb. Because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance in case it happens. Alright, moving on to the fuck you department. Alright, I gotta fuck you. I gotta fuck you to the people that said Avengers 2 wasn't good. I don't know what movie you saw, but you're wrong. And I know that should be an opinion thing. Like, oh, it's my opinion, it's your opinion, so it can't be wrong. No, but you're wrong. It's like people saying that Iron Man 3 was a terrible movie. And that, that's what I was gonna get at. It, it all goes back to that same thing, where a bad version of these movies doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. Bad is a relative term. Yes, it's not as good as part one. Before I went into the movie, I'm like, there's no way it's gonna be part one for me. Because the first time I saw Captain America, Iron Man, and Hulk on screen at one time, nothing would beat that moment for me. I'm sorry. So I don't know what they would ever do to top that, or what might ever happen in my life that could top that in uh, terms of the infinity glove the full infinity glove yes we'll see but fuck you to people that just don't give movies a chance and just pick them apart before that for the sake of having that argument oh it wasn't good because this is this like th- those aren't reasons those are but, but again is well, did anybody legitimately think that movie's not good or is it just we don't think it was as good as what we've seen as of late i mean armando made it sound like he didn't even enjoy it like i said i enjoyed it there were little things that i wish they had done differently but i would say that's why i gave it a five out of five compared to avengers one i'd have to knock it down to a four but it's still awesome never once that i feel like i wasted my money one day we got to do our order of marvel movies in order Starting at the very worst two-way tie between Ghost Rider and Daredevil. No, no, no. Just the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. 
Oh, he's got a... Really? Electra's not at the bottom? I don't count that as... A, that's like... That's a Marvel movie. Fuck you. That's like down there with... Does a logo? Catwoman, dude. <laughs> does a logo come out with the credits? It's so bad, dude. No, but I mean, does the Marvel logo come out? Yeah. Like, I mean, the Marvel logo comes out with all of them. I mean, fuck. I think the Marvel logo came out with Blade, which Blade was a good movie. It was a good movie. One and two were good. Three. I enjoyed three. I enjoyed three. I three. It had a lot more comedy to it. Yeah. And I like that. But I like, um... Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds as far as that. I thought his comedic timing was good in it. And it, yeah, it was cheesy, but that's the character that he was shooting for. It's the Yeah, it's who the character is, so I mean, you, can't be, you can't follow him for his mistakes. We all make mistakes in the... Oh, we already did on it. <laughs> uh, that's it for my fuck you. People that don't appreciate good movies when they see them. My turn? It is. Fuck you to the family sitting next to me in fucking Avengers Age of Ultron this morning. Never have I come so close to a random act of violence than today. My fir- first thing is, it says right there, PG-13. And I knew it was going to be a long fucking day for me when they're doing the previews and they're like, the mother is like slamming her arms outward to cover the kid's eyes for this one preview. I'm like... Which preview? It was a TV show, Stitchers? Stitches, stitchers. But they saw a chick getting out of the freaking tub, and like the mom like whips her eye arms out and like slaps the kid's face to cover their eyes. I'm like, really? You're gonna come to the PG-13 with the kids that are probably six and eight? Oh. And the kid next to me is just talking out loud, and the parents aren't even admonishing him or being like, shh. The mother actively start actively conversing with the kid, and she was like trying to be like she knew everything about Marvel. But then she's like, when the Vision got on screen, she's like, oh, that's that's. Oh, I just can't think of his name. And she's, like, saying it that loud. And I'm like... And I was this close to just fucking bouncing her head off the fucking seats. Thank you, So fuck you to that broad and her family. I was gonna kill people today. I kinda wish... I was gonna kill younglings. Now I know what pissed off Anakin Skywalker. Alright, Darth. (laughs) I kinda wish uh, the movie theaters and, you know, maybe a couple places in general would take a cue from church where they have a kid's room where it's just, like, soundproof. This one maybe, and that's why I don't go to the movies on the weekends. <laughs> You're gonna say that's why I don't go to church on the weekends. <laughs> oh, real quick, uh, fuck you to the theater that we went to. At the start of the theater, the previews started coming on, and there wasn't any sound. So the whole what? first half of the Batman vs Superman trailer, there's no sound. Now I didn't give a fuck because I've seen it, so I'm just like, you know, I'm not that worried about it. But people were freaking out, and the guys behind me were all like, man, this is some bullshit. Turn up the speakers, man. I can't hear shit. Hey, 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 hey. Do you believe that they ain't playing that fucking sound right there? I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. This better not be the cue for the rest of the movie, which it was. And then they also had... What'd you see, a show place? Yeah, it's the last time. And on either side of the screen, the curtain was still covering part of the screen. So you didn't, it wasn't open all the way. You're only getting about 80% of the image. That was it. Why do they still have curtains in front of movie screens? Like, you're going to surprise... Oh, look, it's a screen. <laughs> Just in case they want to pull, like, a high school musical off in the middle of the fucking sequence. I don't know, maybe, maybe it deters it from... Uh, light getting to the screen. I don't know. But the screen goes up anyway, right? No, I think movie theaters is just the screen should just always be there. Kinda like Omnimax. The screen just always there. Omnimax. IMAX? I was like, huh? But Omnimax is the one that's all around, right? IMAX is the one that like wraps around you like it's No, IMAX is still just funny, but there's one that's like literally like, you know, everywhere you look is Yeah, uh, the only one I know offhand around is the one at Museum of Science and Industry. Rodney, fuck you. Fuck you again to Comcast. Oof. Get it hard. Hold on, did we get the Showtime free preview? Showtime free preview? 
Liz said that if we bought the fight, that we'd end up getting Showtime. He's like, uh, for like a like a free trial period or something like that. Oh, must have. I don't know. We gotta check that out. Go ahead. But uh, fuck you to Comcast because they delayed the fight just so they can get more people. Well, I guess there was a bunch of people ordering and Comcast couldn't keep up. Didn't happen at the FTC, but got a lot of messages from people who uh, were sitting through outages. Our cousin Marilyn, they had um, a little bit of distortion after she paid for the fight. So, uh, yeah, fuck you to you guys. That's it. That's all I got. Wow. Slow week. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, moving on to our Pissing on Grace segment. This week's Pissing on Graves is going to be a Percy Tyrone Sledge. Uh, born November 25th in 1940, recently died April 14th, 2015. He's an African-American R&B, soul, gospel, and traditional pop singer. I'm an anniversary. Oh, yeah. He's uh, best known for writing the song, When a Man Loves a Woman. Uh, really great hit. Hit number one on both the Billboard Hot 100 and the R&B singles charge in 1966. Uh, was awarded a million-selling gold-certified disc from the RIAA. He previously worked as a hospital orderly in the early 60s. Sledge achieved his strong success in the late 1960s and early 70s with a series of emotional songs in the later years. He received the Rhythm, Rhythm and Blues Foundation Career Achievement Award. He was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 10 years ago in 2005. Really great R&B artist. Nothing we dislike about his career. Really good songs. If you look him up, find his YouTube or just find his library work. What we fault him for is inspiring Michael Bolton to fucking remake the song in 1991. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Subjecting us to listen to Michael Bolton in heavy rotation in our younger years. I remember I had a uh, Halloween joke book. It was like real cheesy. Like I was a kid, I was like 10. And I got it from Scholastic Books. And one of the questions was, one of the jokes was, what's Frankenstein's favorite singer? Is Michael Bolton? Sounds like the jokes that they used to put on Snapple bottles. I was going to say Laffy Taffy. Uh, Bazooka Joe. The other one was, uh, have you heard the joke about the watermelon? It's pitiful. I was like, oh, stupid. Do you hear why six wasn't afraid of seven? Seven, eight, nine. No, because seven was furious. <laughs> I don't know if David heard that. He would appreciate the joke. I know you would hate it. But this has been Pissing on Graves. <laughs> the Percy Sledge Edition. We'll be back after this special dance break dedication to Mr. David Merkel.
everybody, this is Ming Chen from EMC's Comic Book Man, and you are listening to Adam and Rodney on Um That Just Happened podcast. Alright, so today for Comic Cliff Notes, we're going to be talking about Kyle Rayner, otherwise known as what, fourth? Guy, John, yeah. The fourth Green Lantern of the Green Lantern Corps that's a human. Does not include Alan Scott. I know it's confusing. Anyway, Kyle got his powers from Ganthet after he was the last surviving Guardian when Hal Jordan destroyed the central power battery and Kyle was walking out of a bar. What year was that? 1994. I was going to say four or six. It's a long time ago now. 21 years. Mm -hmm. And he was walking out of a bar and Ganthet was there and he gave him a power ring. And at first he didn't know what to do. He was... A cartoonist, and I don't know, Kyle's a good character. He, he was dating a girl at the time, and then Major Force showed up, who's a supervillain, killed his girlfriend, yep. and stuffed her inside of a, of a refrigerator to try to bait Kyle out. And not just like, you know, ripped all the shelves out and shoved the body in a fridge that would that would perfectly accommodate a body. No. He, now he folded her ass up. It was one of the most graphic yeah, panels ever. It's still mentioned today. That's cold. During the Blackest Night. When they brought back uh, oh, Kyle's, uh, when they brought back his girlfriend, they actually had her in a fridge. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. That whole series is called Emerald Twilight. Yeah. Right? What, where they, uh, where Hal went nuts? Hal went nuts, and yeah. when Kyle first showed up, Kyle, for the longest amount of time, was the only Green Lantern. And then John Stewart got a ring for a while, and then Guy got powers on his own, but for a while he was known as the Torchbearer. He was the one that was the last sole Green Lantern that was carrying the light for the entire galaxy. And after how Jordan came back from the dead, and the Green Lantern Corps was really reinstated, Kyle was given the opportunity to increase in power and become Ion, which is like the living battery for the Green Lantern Corps. And he was basically a Green Lantern without the ring. Actually, you're Ion in my phone now. Ah, thank you. Yeah, you finally got, finally got a superhero name. So, um, yeah, this has been the Comic Cliff Notes, the Kyle Rayner edition. You've just been schooled. Oh, yeah. Now, who would you get to play Kyle Rayner? I think Freddie Prince Jr. in his prime would have been really good. That's possible. Or even if you had... If you would have had... Did you talk about why you why we picked Kyle Rayner? Oh, because Kyle Rayner is actually part Mexican. So, considering the fact that it's going to be Cinco of Mayo, we figured it would only be appropriate. Yeah, it was either him or, like, Blue Beetle. Danny Trejo. Bane. Or the second Wildcat. Anyway, Chris Evans in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. How he looked at, like, the black hair and all that stuff. I think he'd have been a cool Kyle Rayner. Outside of that, I'm just trying to, to draw a What about, um, what would you think of Scott Pilgrim playing him? No way. Too weak. Well, I mean... Michael Sarah? Oh, yeah, he's not Mexican. Well, it is, it is. The trademark Kyle Rayner is, like, he's, uh, his creativity and his, um... Yeah, but I mean... Him being more creative than, uh, as opposed to, like, a Hal Jordan who's, like, fearless. This guy would have been, uh, this is the guy I was telling you about that I thought would have been good. That my oh, dad said yeah, would have been George a good Hal Jordan. Uh, Nick. Who? Played Nick Stokes, George Adds. It's from CSI. Oh. Yeah. My dad brought that up. Uh, but he would have been a good Colorino also, I think. You need somebody young, somebody kind of brash that um, almost doesn't... Like, when he first got the powers, he didn't know what to do with them. Not that he didn't know what to do. He got pretty cocky with them at first. And he's like, look at all the stuff I can do. And he didn't know that there were limits to it because it wasn't until Alan Scott came up to him and was like, you know, this is... It's a great because he wanted to quit after his girlfriend got killed, and he stopped Major Force by putting him in an electric chair. Didn't kill him, but took his ass out. That's a, that was another great p- panel. I really liked. Uh, Ellis Scott had to show him what to do. Kyle Rayner was the Green Lantern featured in uh, Batman Superman the animated series. It was that was it, a great episode, but it was also kind of mixed in with Hal Jordan's background. Yeah, they, they blended the two characters. Ugh. 
Alright, moving on to our top topic of the day, which is our which is our go-to characters in fighting games. Top topic! I'll start off. Ryu and Ken. I mean, they're easily the most balanced characters in Street Fighter. For a long time, I was an E-Honda fan. Underhands that. Yes. Dixie jerk off. I used to love that shit, but... Fight. But then after playing with Ryu and Ken, like, that's... That down forward punch, it's like the staple for fighting games. There's always at least one character that has that the motion for Mortal Kombat I think my favorite all-time character that I was like almost unstoppable with is Cyber Smoke in Mortal Kombat 3 or Trilogy love that character the combos that you can pull off with him the jump kick teleport once you land or before he lands hit him with the spear then do the combo man it's like a half the person's life right there it's not like it was half your life worth it though. for Street Fighter 2 I was always one of two people either I'd pick Chun-Li because it seemed easy to be able to back the uh, computer into a corner and just start doing the kick or I'd do M. Bison M. Bison was the first character I was actually able to beat a fighting game start to finish with Chun-Li was the best player to play against Vega because in the turbo edition of Street Fighter Vega was fucking quick crazy quick and Chun-Li was uh, is about as fast Mortal Kombat my go-to was Cyrax Wow, two cyber guys. What's up? Net, throw a couple bombs, combo them, upper, finish it off with an uppercut. By the time, usually, you'd land on the, as the other bombs detonated. Uh, otherwise, Sub-Zero. I played Sub-Zero a lot in Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Mortal Kombat 4 a lot. Actually, I went through 4, and I think I beat the game with everyone at one point. Really? Never big on the female characters, which, with that, we're going to go to Rodney. Just, oh. just to see the endings, which, yeah. sucky part is, now you can just go to YouTube. Yeah. Skilled Andy. For Street Fighter 2, I think I went through an evolution to where I started out with Blanca. I was just all Blanca for one period of my life. But I, I evolved to Guile just because of the long range ability. He only has two, two uh, superpowers. Guile? Yeah, he only has the flash kick and the sonic boom. That was it. Oh, well, he's got that Ooh. double sweep that nobody ever catches. Yeah, I went to Guile and then eventually I went to Ryu and Ken. But more more so Ryu than uh, Ken because uh, Ken's Dragon Punch, although I really like the range of it, especially with the Championship Edition, it's just kind of a weak attack and the Hurricane Kick. I'm not more about, I'm not really about getting people dizzy so much I'm just knocking them down. So I was big on the Hurricane Kick. With Mortal Kombat, now I'm Mortal Kombat 2. Sorry. And, and nothing higher. But um, I was surprised both of you with uh, Mortal Kombat Ultimate. You know, no one went for Noob Sabat. Yeah. That's a pretty dominant character. Almost too dominant. But uh, Mortal Kombat 2, yeah, I would um, I would definitely go Melina. You love... I've never seen someone play with the female characters more than I've seen Rodney play. And I hate Mortal Kombat 2. Only in 2. What? I like Mortal Kombat 1. I love Mortal Kombat 3 and Trilogy. Never liked 2. Yeah. Melina Katana, pretty good with uh, either of them. He uses a lot of Raiden. Scorpion, of course, Sub-Zero. So I can pretty much play with anybody in Mortal Kombat 2, except for Jax. Jax. Never really get the hang of Jax. And then there's there's always guys out there who are, like, so good with Jax. It's just unbelievable. Like, I hated playing Jax as a computer when when he's, like, the second to last character and you had to fight Jax. Fuck! It's over with. I'm not gonna be able to win. Yeah, like, there were certain people that the further they were that you'd have to fight the computer as them, it was just, like, I might as well turn it off right now. Alright, Killer Instinct. Uh, Fei Long used to be the shit too, but just because I'm such a huge Bruce Lee fan, and they really went away from that with Liu Kang after the first Mortal Kombat. Not being a big fighting arcade guy, I remember one time I was in an arcade and I found Marvel vs. Capcom. I was able to do a lot of damage as Iceman. Oh yeah, that's a whole series we gotta cover. So Marvel vs. Capcom, I used to be really really good with Cable in Part 2. Part 3, I'm pretty deadly with Deadpool, and uh... 
Wolverine. Wolverine's so fucking fast. And I can do so much damage with Wolverine. I love the Hulk as a superhero, but I, I don't care for him in that game. Uh, his, his moves do have strength, but he's so fucking slow. I'm more of a Mega Man guy. I miss Mega Man in Part 3. Sidebar with your Hulk comment, that's what also did piss me off about Age of Ultron. You saw everyone else's fears, you never saw what was making the Hulk act bad shit crazy. That's true. Never saw it. Edward Norton. No. No. Uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. I'll say the first guy. Poodles. Fana. Was Lou Ferrick though? Was he in this one? No. He's only in the original, the standalone Hulks, right? He has a cameo on both yeah. of the standalone Hulks. But he he has done voiceover work as the Hulk for every single incarnation of the Hulk. Really? Yeah. Including the, the 1990s TV show and all three movies that he's been in. That the Hulk's been in. Four movies. No. Three. Five? Four? Yeah, Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Avengers. Marvel's Capcom characters. You said Mega Man. Mega Man. Iceman. He's the only guy I ever played it as. Least favorite go-to characters? Or what the people that you avoided Servbot. I was pretty good with Servbot. That little fucking obscure one? Yeah, yeah. All the tiny characters. Mega Man was the shit, though. If you had him paired up with Cable and Iron Man, that super ultra combo. Yeah, it'd be quick with Mega Man, though. There's a lot of, like, little intricate moves that you could do. But it, just the one-button fireball is yeah. kind of nice. Changes everything. There's certain characters I never liked from Street Fighter, like like Birdie, and the the design of some of these characters. Birdie looks soup stupid. You had a lot of overlapping characters. Um, like there's Sagat and who's the other Thai fighting guy? Aelon. Aidan. Aidan. Adam. They're both Thai fighters. Yeah! Yeah! Like they both had the raps. But like, what's cool about Street Fighter is. You read the storylines and everyone's interconnected. Like, I had no idea that Ken's wife is Guile's sister. So they're brothers-in-law. I don't think I knew that. I was like, what? I just found that out this week. Because I was actually doing research on, on those characters. And like, Adon or Adon, however you pronounce him, hates being compared to Saget. And like, the whole background of Dan in Street Fighter. Because Dan was, is a copy of another character from, I don't know if it's Final Fight or something. But they had a character that looked just like Ryu. Guy? Yeah. He's an orange? Yeah. Something like that. But then, no, because those guys appeared in Street Fighter. Dan was kind of a useless character, I think. But that was his point. He was supposed to be a spoof off of a character that they had. Oh, like, oh, look, they're, they're making fun of us. All right, fine. We're going to make a character look just like him and put him in a pink gi instead of... You know, and he, like, all his attacks are weaker. But they actually folded Dan into Ryu and Ken's background a little bit more, which is pretty cool to read about. I always say to the people who are good with, like, Dalzim or Zangief. Zangief, man, I, I used to be pretty good with Dalzim. Never, ever got the teleportation down, though. Yeah, I had it down for a little bit, only in the arcade. But I had, I had a friend who was, um... Yoga! He was vicious with Zangief. He would get into that spinning pile driver. That's, like, a 33%, and you can't really avoid it. Well, you gotta, like, spin the joystick, like, I don't know, it's almost like 345 degrees. And that's what was so hard, is doing that on a D-pad, it was not. It was nowhere near as easy as with a joystick. Anybody else? I avoided Guile. I, I had my moments with Guile, but like I said, the, only having those two moves kind of sucked for me. I avoided Baraka too. That's pretty good with Baraka. I avoided Jax, Sonya Blade, Kano. No Killer Instinct at all for you guys? Not really. I liked Primal Rage for a while. Couldn't get into it. But I just like the Gorilla characters. I think I played Killer Instinct in the arcade maybe twice. I think it was I played as Holgor, the other player. I played as the, uh, the Ice Guy. What, Glacier? Glacius. Yeah, I think I played as him. It's been a long time since I ever played Killer Instinct. And the only other fighting game that I really remember playing was Masters of Terascasi, which is the Star Wars fighting game.
fighting game. It was on PS1. Mm-hmm. Mary Jade was on it. Mm-hmm. That was actually pretty good. Dash Rendar, I think. That was right after uh, Attack of the Clones, right? Because then they have uh, Anakin with the lightning power. Yeah. I didn't think that was bad at all. The game? No, it had to be before that. No, this was PS1 generation. Yeah. I never had a PS1. Interesting Rodney fact. <laughs> Little known round effect. All right, moving on to our open forum segment. You guys got anything you want to talk about today? I don't, I don't really rethink about the fact about the Hulk. That really pisses me off. That seems like a huge oversight. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would just be like clips of. I, I think the Hulk just ends up becoming blind rage at some points. I don't know. I think that would have been a good point to at least make it seem like he could. He's seen the abomination. Just at least throw him in because apparently they wanted to throw before the abomination the in this movie. In. They were gonna throw the abomination in before because they weren't sure if they were able to get the Hulk. Oh, uh, because it's Universal. Could, yeah. But for some reason, because of the character of the Abomination, is not held in exclusivity to Universal. See, Marvel should be smart and do the Grey Hulk just to, just to be like a roundabout way. Like, oh, it's not the Hulk, it's Joe, fix it. Well, they alluded to, um, or I, I think, think somebody... Patches for Wolverine? Patch. There were rumors that um, they were trying to write two versions of the Hulk into the original Avengers. And they got the kibosh. Yeah, they wanted to have more Grey Hulk characters where he's still in control of his faculties. I love the Grey Hulk, man. I know you do. I think of it, this past couple of weeks has been rough for me because, I mean, for a while it was like, first we had, what, Ant, the new Ant-Man trailer, then you had the Star Wars Force Unleashed trailer, then you had the Batman vs. Superman. It's like you had a bunch of shit, like one after the other after the other, and then it's like, no, it's nothing. I'm like, I'm bored. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube lately. Now I'm back to like, what's the internet for? Guess I'm going to look for naked pictures of celebrities now. Worth it. We, I didn't even realize until after we had left uh, C2E2 that Mila, Milana, what the fuck's her name? Von Traub, the AT&T girl. She was there. Did you go to C2E2? I couldn't get off work. I'm going to go to Comic-Con. Oh, you're off on Sundays. No, I'm off now, but you guys went on Saturday. Uh, so after you guys went on Saturday, I'm like, eh, I thought about, I toyed with going, actually, what's... Oh, shit, hit me up. I had a three-day pass. Oh, shit. I wish I'd know that. <sighs> Can I just say how much I fucking love Dying Light, even though Adam's bitching out on me and never playing? Although I am looking forward to Black Ops 3. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I have time to play that, though. That was my whole thing. All right, you edit the fucking podcast. Sucks to your podcast. I'm going to fucking play Black Ops. I'm showing Rodney the uh, full picture of the Suicide Squad. Well, you guys who is, like, um, who is the one with the uh, mask and the red diamond on her head? She's in the new episode of Arrow. It's Katana. I thought Katana was blue. I don't know. I, I feel like... Oh, is that Sarab's wife? Even with Harley Quinn. Like, yeah. I think that's who that's going to be. Some yeah, person it could is. be. They've already confirmed it. Um, I feel like these are like... Military guys and thugs. Like, like this guy on the far right looks like nothing short of a thug. Harley Quinn looks like... One guy looks like a knockoff of Salman Gundy. I think that's supposed to be Killer Croc. That's terrible. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not you looking forward to feel bad about that. So, here's what's trending right How's now. How's Margot Robbie look? Yeah. She looks like just like a chick you would find on the north side, like either an emo bar or... A biker bar. Shame. Uh, so Suicide Squad is number one. Real Housewives of Atlanta. So we're not going to talk about that. Secrets and Lies. I don't know what that is. Keeping Up with the Kardashians is trending. Ugh. Star Wars Day. Which... In three hours. Uh, Jon Snow. Game 2. Uh, Age of Ultron. Burger King. From the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. And Jimmy Kimmel. There's really nothing even trending right now. Like, that's kind of sad. Ben, who the hell is Ben Carson? Ben Carson is running for president. Whoever that is. Don't talk about the politics on the... Uh... He's a neurosurgeon. What did he do? I'm guessing he... Worked on some brains? Worked on brains, yeah. <laughs> Retired physician Ben Carson says he plans to announce for 
candidacy. Um, Technically did that twice. Okay, so being that both of you guys have PS3 and a PS4, and we've had ample time and ample usage of both systems, what do you think about the PS3 versus the PS4? From controller to interface of the system? One, I hate that we had to buy all new controllers. Do you not like the new controllers? Yeah, it's kind of hard to complain about the new controllers, because I really like the little speaker in it. I like the new controllers. I like the new controller. I didn't, I didn't okay. at first. I was like, what the fuck's the big deal? And then you start playing it. I like the fact you can use a new controller with the PS3. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Not so smug, are you? Man. I mean, they've been doing good with that kind of shit, like making sure the headset that my wife bought for me that was, I'm sure, a pretty penny, I could still use for the PS4. So that I greatly appreciate. I like the desktop or or main interface of the PS3 more. I feel like the PS4 is too busy and I don't know what the fuck any of it has to do with me. I'm inclined to agree with you on that. And I mean, I still prefer using my PS3 as my DVD player. Yeah. Like, just like the little thing, like you put in a movie in the PS3 and it pulls up and shows what movie you have in. PS4 just says DVD. Like, what the fuck? It really felt like they almost downgraded the DVD player. Does it even do that with Blu-rays too? Yeah. And the Blu-ray player is actually pretty hard to the controls on the PS4. Like, it's it, it's not as intuitive as the PS3 one, where it's like, okay, R2, fast forward, R1, skip scene. And you could figure it out, you know, kind of button mashing what's going on. PS4, I tried doing it, and it's just, like, three buttons all did the same thing, and I was like, what do you guys do? Yeah, in general, I really hate the, um, not only just the PS4 or, or anything, that any mp3 player or any kind of radio that doesn't have a um an advance button not to get to the next track but just kind of like a fast forward or i hate when that shit's like the same button because i ended up like skipping a track when i just wanted to rewind a little bit or i'll go back oh yeah yeah i don't, I don't care for that either like even with the podcast there are times where i want to rewind it and i go all the way back and up so i'm like oh fuck now i gotta try to yeah get back to where it. i was so that's what kills me with the dance brace, because I want to jump over it, but because it's a dragging bar on my screen, I'm like... Because you're using the Podomatic app? No, I just download it to my phone. Oh, you're using the regular MP3 player. Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love the PS4, but like, if I pop in a new game, I don't need to see that The Last of Us was played on it, and that's up there and all that shit. I don't, I don't, none of that fucking matters. I still wish you could turn off, like, somebody somebody in your friends list has joined a party. Yeah. Or, like, I just did an achievement today on Dying Light, and I'm like, oh, come on, I don't need to have it pop up on the screen. I honestly don't care. I, I mean, don't. that I don't mind. Like, the whole, get, getting a trophy, fine, give me the pop-up. But doing the, like... Your friend's online, yeah, your friend is offline. I don't understand how kids of this generation have the patience to deal with this shit. Because I'd say, I'll put in a new game, and it's like, there's an update out already. It's like a brand new game. It could be like the first day that's out. And it's like, you're waiting there 25 minutes. It's like... I would just ran outside and did something else. Remember when you just popped the cartridge in and the game loaded up right away? Yeah. I mean, I kind of miss games that just had beginning, middle, end. Like The Last of Us. That was just a good game. Beginning, middle, end. Not everything has to be a multiplayer. I mean, I know that that's what sells right now. Like, people want to be interrelated. That's one thing I do like about the PS4 that obviously Microsoft had before, where we could be playing two separate games but still be bullshitting with one another. That I I do like a lot. And I think that was very smart of them to do. So that, you know, if I do want to play a different game and you know that way we don't have to play together but still shoot the shit for a little bit that that i very much like i think ps4 really needs to put out some more quality quality titles it's been over a year now that i've had a, was it has it been a year when did we go to mexico two years ago yeah i think so yeah because cc's just turned two and she wasn't even one yet so about a year and a half ago i've since i've had the ps4 and i only had one two three four five six 
seven games for it. That's five more than I do. Uh, seven games for it. I I don't play Ghosts. I have yet to play the Batman Lego 3. Tomb Raider was awesome, but that's a PS2 game or a PS3 game that, you know, was remastered. And uh, Assassin's Creed oh. Unity wasn't bad, but, I mean, Watch Dogs is basically the same thing as Grand Theft Auto. It's, it's, it's just one of those things like, come on, like, put forth the effort. And I understand that be- with it being on your system, they got to obviously take more time to develop something that's going to look beautiful on screen and play well. But I don't give a fuck. I want a good game already. Do you have The Last of Us on PS4? I have it on PS3. He has it on PS4. And You've never played it on 3, though. But it, it, it did look amazing on 4. I love that game. I can see why. After I played it the first time, I was like, holy shit. And then I immediately went back and... Dude, the giraffe scene? Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous scenery. And that was for PS3 that I was just like, wow. But at the end of PS3's life cycle, they had finally got it worked out to where they knew how to make shit look good and run well. Yeah, it's not like my first, uh, my first PS3 game was Tony Hawk Pro uh, Project 8 which is a great game but you look at the the graphics in that versus the graphics that are towards the end of the PS3's life cycle and it's night and day well shit you complain about that look at the Playstation Vita they only have 7 games how long has that been out? Jeez, really? Yeah, it feels like it. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> Randy can't really make complaints because he plays like two games a year, yeah. maybe. So it's more like for David and I. Like the Second Son, you're the one that told me to get Second Son, right? Mm-hmm. That was a great game. Not as good to me as in terms of overall beauty. It's not as good of a game as like Assassin's Creed, which is obviously what they'll compare to pretty, pretty fast off the bat. Uh, for the open landscape and you're jumping around but still a great game dying light awesome game not visually stunning at all but it's it's just it's a lot of fun once you get into the motion of everything and it, it to me it ends up being just a fun game overall i, I have not had a game that made me actually borderline scared for my surroundings than dying light at night in the PT, game pt oh, fuck that <laughs> I re-download so if I ever work up the fucking testicular fortitude to go play that again I've never but... been more scared of, of, of a game than that even Outlast I mean Outlast is fucking scary and you're at the edge of your seat just like oh it's gonna happen but PT to me is just so much creepier and if it almost feels like you're in you you are in that room and the noises you hear you start looking around playing that shit with a headset oh dude you had to be fucking damn near pissing yourself oh. bricks were shit but it, it's this is a fun little experiment. Sucks that it's not going to be a game. Anyway, let's close this out. Let's move on to some promotions. Rodney, what have we got? Might as well start off with utjh.net. Hosted by a bunch of junk and our good friend Brian. Thanks for all your help. Facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out utjh. That's our official Facebook page if you want to find us for New 52. We're on Podomatic, Podbay, SoundCloud. and. Did uh, you guys find out who put you on Podbay? Nope. Maybe in somebody in Wichita. The Disease Network. Obviously, we want to promote our fellow... Podcast since we're not podnogamists, which isn't an easy word to say. I, I hear you struggling in almost every episode. It's, it's, yeah. It gets rough. Dots drunks, you're going to get a disease. The vagina dialogues, something gates, and us, right? That's it. Yeah, so far. So far. Although I heard they're working on uh, um, somebody anonymously is going to start up podcast i think uh nick made reference to it about their experience on tinder which uh-huh. is kind of interesting hmm. oh boy uh, i want to send a promotional shout out to sugargamers.com thanks again for coming on the show Find so, that page on uh, facebook i had a couple like. friends tell me that they really liked aubrey on the show even on like the past couple episodes fan favorite i think aubrey might be our unofficial third host She's been on very off, very frequently, and but it, she's never boring. Like it's very just like I mean, we've never had a boring guest, but she's she's quick with yeah. like topics and shit like that. Have to talk about dick. Yeah, and like she's 
the female ver- like the female side of the conversation that we have anyway. So it's 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 fun having her on. So I want to send a shout out to her. I want to get her and her husband on the show. So I'm yeah. gonna try talking to both of them. And they're stones thrown away from the FTC. Yeah. Want to promote Buy American on 9/11? It's our little fuck you to the terrorists, showing them that they're not going to win. So we're going to buy American products on 9/11. Support all things uh, Chicago. So. Oh, we got to hit up uh, Captain Chicago on. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I looked up his card. I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook now, so I'll hit him up. Yeah, I was looking for him, but couldn't find him. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. Who else? Fuck Foxes, Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Fuck the Kardashians. You want to throw that one in? thought you guys were going to. You guys always do. Go ahead. All right, fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the Bruce Jenner interview? No. I figured. Fuck him, too. Fuck her. her. Fuck it. Would you? No. I mean, come on, how are you guys holding... I gotta ask, how are you holding it back? Yeah, dude, of course being married to Chris Jenner fucking made you fucking... Alright, my dick's purely for show, so might as well try this out. <laughs> being married to that broad was so terrible, he's like, fuck it, I'll try being a woman. No, no, when you finish listening, you, you didn't finish listening to our episode. No, about half, halfway through. Did you get to the part where we're talking about it? Yes. Okay. Fuck that whole thing. Listen to Taking the Bullet uh, by my mm. friends uh, Roman and Leroy. Uh, only one episode so far, but um, look out for future episodes. I'm sure they'll have a ton of stuff with the summer movies coming out. Stars and Gripes. Stars and Gripes, every Friday night in May at 8 p.m. at the Public House Theater. Guys, you really, really, really need to support it. Cam, who was on the show before, he's a veteran. He's He's been through, a, well, according to him, he's been through a lot of a very serious things that he's spinning into a one-man show. And... For a lot of veterans that are suffering and need an outlet, it's good to see somebody out there that's... Is it a one-man show? I thought he had a couple other people on it. Oh, well, he put together a show then. I don't know if it's a one-man show, but he put together a a comedy show that that does apparently talk about some very serious stuff, too, but in more of a comical aspect. So it's good to see guys coming back from serving that find a good outlet for themselves. So you got your back, man. Unfortunately, I work Friday nights. So, it might try to swing by, maybe leave out early or something like that. He's, he's supported us. You gotta support him, too. Find Red Novella on Spotify. Also on uh, SoundCloud. Also find my cousin, uh, Tony Arzanon, on SoundCloud. Uh, Radio Rebels. Radio Rebels, also on SoundCloud. New episodes coming out tomorrow, or a week ago, when you hear this. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Maybe. Anything else? Oh, I think that's all we got. And if you're in the greater Wichita area, make sure that you take a picture next to some kind of sign or something. So with uh, what you want David, excuse me, Dave's hashtag to be. or uh, sorry, David Merkel. David, Dave Merkel's Twitter name to be. And he will use that as his Twitter handle from now on. Try to keep it up to our rating, please. I'm not going to be Captain Sucks O'Cock. God, that'd be amazing. I hate you. Anyway, that's it. Signing off for the FTC, um, I'm Adam Flores. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like throwing Rodney for a loop on shit. I'm David Merkel. <laughs> I don't know. We don't, you don't have to go in this order. And I'm Rodney Sinio. And um, that just happened. <laughs> was that random enough? But not awkward. I like how we made eye contact when you finished that. Let me suck on your thing. Come on. Please tell me it's still recording. It's still recording. Oh, I, it's blacker than I thought it'd be. <laughs> A lot of tanning. But still short. Just like my soul. Dark yeah. as coal and coming up lacking. And smoky. Just like my soul. I meant your cock. You guys wonder why we get shit from the other show. <laughs> 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 Why?
Price is right, Jingle? <laughs>